was okay until I walked up here. We're here to celebrate Betty's life. Betty Ashmore, 62 of Rudy, passed away Friday, February 4th, 22, at her home. She was born January 5th, 1960, in Los Angeles to the late Archie and Helen Hubbard Hirsch. She survived by her husband of 39 years, David Ashmore of the home, two sons, Clifton Ashmore of Van Buren, David Ashmore of Rudy, two sisters, Jeannie Brandon of Anaheim, California, Lois Hirsch of Garden Grove, California, two brothers, Bob Hirsch of Whittier, California, and Chuck Hirsch of Silmar, California, and two grandchildren. times and at least a thousand times I've rejoiced for you but the reason why I'm broken the reason why I cry is how long must I wait to be with you I close my eyes and I see your face if home's where my heart is, then I'm out of place. Lord, won't you give me strength to make it through somehow? I've never been more homesick than I. I don't understand your ways The reason why I wonder if I'll ever know But even if you showed me The hurt would be the same Cause I'm still here So far away from home I close my Never been more homesick than now. 
have had the unique privilege to know Betty Ashmore, Hirsch Ashmore, for most of my life. She was not only my aunt, but she was also my dad's first cousins, which made us blood relations in addition to being marriage relations. So we were very much around her. I, I barely have a memory where I don't remember Betty being around for something at some point. Uh, some of my earliest memories are at a wedding somewhere in Bell Gardens or Garden Grove or someplace, and David being introduced to her and smitten from that point forward. Uh, she moved to Covina, lived with us for a time in Azusa, and I remember a red couch and Lois, her sister, and Betty sleeping, taking turns sleeping on that couch. Um, and those, those are the memories that we, we will hold and we'll cherish. Uh, <laughs> the, the memories of that moment, there, in California we had stand-up wall heaters and what we thought was cold. And my three-year-old brother would run out from the shower every day when Betty was living with us, and he would hear, Betty, pinch my buns. Because Betty had the greatest smile and the longest fingernails, and she would pinch his rear end out of the shower while we were standing there warming up by the, by the heater, and he would giggle and laugh and run off, and she loved that. And she would laugh, and, and there's hardly a memory of Betty without her smile. And everything I've read the last week or two since she's passed away, that's the one thing I keep seeing that everybody talked about. She had a contagious smile. She had an infectious smile. She had a, a very toothy, brilliant smile. And there was hardly, as I begin to think about it, there's hardly a memory that I have where she wasn't smiling. I never saw Betty hardly ever get upset. And if it was she was upset, she, wouldn't, she didn't stay upset for very long. Uh, one of those times, uh, I can't remember the reason why, maybe Nanny had gone shopping and she couldn't watch us that day, but she was living with our great-grandmother, Granny, Zona Wilson, and it was the, the wedding of Princess Diana and Prince Charles, and in 1981, you know, to a six-year-old and a four-year-old having to sit and watch that nonsense, you know, we, we didn't care anything about it, but yet Granny and Betty were sitting there together watching that, and she was enthralled as someone her age would have been. I understand it now, but at the time, it was a complete waste of our day. But Betty loved it, so we sat and watched it. Uh, we spent a lot of time together. We lived across the street from each other. We were always at Papa and Nanny's house, where they were. Uh, Betty and David were married, and... You know, we were all, we, we still are a close-knit family. Um, went on vacation with Betty and David, talked my mom and dad into letting me go, sent me with $100, and off we went. And uh, I remember specifically, uh, David probably remembers it better than I do, we got to Blythe, California, and she was pregnant with CJ, and she tripped and fell over a, a parking barrier at the hotel we were staying at and skinned up her knees, and even in that, she was boohooing and you know she'd skinned herself up but she was still laughing about it and then the next day on the way out she made a comment about a coyote on the side of the road that looked like a kangaroo and from that point forward for the rest of the two weeks we were on our way everything off into the distance was Betty's kangaroo and it irritated her we could tell but we laughed and laughed and laughed about it uh, I got in trouble many times 
putting shaving cream on CJ and she'd get mad and yell at us because instantly CJ would start gagging. But I would catch her from time to time when we would start to act like we were gonna do it. She would smile and she'd say, you better not. And it was a fun time. Uh, Betty loved life. Betty loved David. And Betty loved CJ and David Wilson. And then her grandchildren. She loved her family. I know she talked to Lois and Jeannie constantly. Uh, I know that she, she had a way of looking things that few people do. She saw the good in everything and she, she never let things get her down. And the shocking news when we all found out that she was sick, she never let that bring her down. And she never let sight of what was gonna be the future drag her into uh, an emotional state of, well, that, this is it, this is the end. She always saw the good. Her sister Jeannie sent us this message. said, when I think of Betty, I always see her big smile. She was always smiling, she was always bubbly, and it always came through in her voice. She loved her family. David was truly her soulmate. Her boys were her world, and she was beyond blessed with her grandchildren. She enjoyed having them around her. Every time I talked to her on the phone when I hung up, I was always so much happier than when the first time I called. She was, had a sparkle of joy about her, and her joy was something that God gave her, and she freely spread to those around her. She will be greatly missed. This is a day that I thought we would never see, thought that we would celebrate other things with Betty. We would have more time. But we all have a journey, and we all have an appointed time to us. 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 8 says, I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the judge, will award me on that day, and not only to me, but all who has longed for his appearing. So I want to talk briefly about four different things. I have fought the good fight. We are all in a battle fighting the good fight. Betty fought that fight. Betty never let things get ahead of her. She never let things get so sour that it turned her. Like I said earlier, she always had a smile, always had a positive attitude, always had the brightest outlook on everything. We could all be down, we could all be upset about something, and she would say, you know, but think about this. And it would brighten everybody's mood. She fought her good fight. Just as we will continue to fight the good fight. We have fin- I have finished my course. On the path to fighting that fight, we have a path. We have a course that we will take. And if we allow God to direct us, he'll take us and he'll lead us on that path through that course. Betty's course ended much sooner than we thought it might. And we're thankful for the time that we had. We're, we will hold on to those memories. But I would dare say this, that as much as we miss her and as much as we would long to see her again and hear her voice and see that infectious smile, 
we wouldn't want to cheapen what she's come into. Because she... <clears throat> Closing her eyes, she woke the other side of glory to the presence of our Savior, where she got to see his smile. And she was. She was able to smile back. I wouldn't take that from her for anything. So while we all won't miss her, and we will remember the good things. We know that we will see her again and that we will be with her and our Savior when our course is done. Paul wrote that he has kept the faith and that's what I would admonish each one of us to do. To keep that faith, no matter how dark it seems, no matter how bad things seem like they're going to be or get, the Lord is guiding us. The Lord has his hand upon us as we move, but we have to keep our faith. We have to plunge ourselves into the presence of Jesus. And when doing that, we will overcome because he said he will never leave us or forsake us. And I believe that word is true. And I believe that Jesus never will. So in keeping that faith, is our goal is to meet with our Savior one day and meet back up with Betty because she's not gone. She's still with us. We just can't see her just yet. So in keeping with this pattern, fighting the good fight, finishing your course and keeping the faith, Betty has received her crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, awarded her on that day. The Bible says that eye is not seen or ear is heard what it's going to be like in that day that we arrive there in that place in heaven. I can only imagine what she was met with when she arrived. And she got to see our Savior's face for the very first time. But then the crowd of people that she met, her mom and dad, Papa and Nanny, the child that she carried for just a short time back in the 80s. I remember vividly Richie as a teenager praying with her, helping get through that time. Those are the things we can look forward to. And so I would urge each one of us to fight the fight to receive that crown, to be in the presence of our Savior. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the life that Betty lived. Lord, I thank you that you gave her to us for this time. Lord, I thank you for the love that she showed everybody. Lord, thank you for giving her that smile that's going to be remembered until we can see it again. Father, I pray that you would bring comfort and peace to every one of this family and friends. Father, be with us as we move forward on those days that are hard. Comfort us, Holy Spirit. Give us the strength to move on, but never forget. Lord, I pray that you take this pain and take the suffering away from each one of us so that we can remember 
and be comforted in the fact that she's with you. Lord, I ask this in your name we pray. Amen.